Hey everyone, welcome to the next episode of the Life Isn't Linear podcast. Life isn't linear and neither is a journey, but the goal is to keep making progress. This is Josh. This episode is a book review. And after reading this book, I felt so compelled to, after reading it, I felt I would share it with you. And the book is called Be Water, My Friend, The True Teachings of Bruce Lee. And I will state, I have always seen Bruce Lee as the first martial arts movie star. Before there was Van Damme, before there was Chuck Norris, there was Bruce Lee. In college, we had a large poster of him in our living room from Enter the Dragon. But what I was unaware of is what a philosopher he was at his core. He was a magnetic person who gravitated to help, teach, and change the world for the better. The author of the book is his daughter, Shannon Lee, and it is a beautiful tribute to her father who died when she was just four years old, and is her interpretation of his body of work for today's modern world. Although she was raised for such a small time by her father, it is very clear the impact his teachings have on her and the bond she shares with him so many years after his death. Chapter 1, The Waterway. The author states that martial arts was Bruce Lee's chosen love, and he began it at 13. He was so impassioned that he states, quote, Everything I have learned, I have learned through the practice of martial arts, end quote. The author states that there are few disciplines in life where the stakes are so personal and as high as in a fight. And it appears that Bruce Lee learned that, and he was keenly aware that the perception of martial arts as more than a means of self-defense. He became aware of how it could shape and add structure to all parts of his life. It is the ultimate mental self-defense from all the challenges that life will throw at you. To navigate these challenges, Bruce would go on to discover his notion of water. He is noted for the interview where he gave about his concept of water, how water is the softest substance on the planet, yet it can cut through rock, how water is a metaphor for life and how we should strive to be nimble like it. What is amazing is how the concept of water may be the ultimate metaphor to use to become the most empowered and free version of yourself, how the philosophy binds you to a belief that you can do anything if you remain nimble as water and adapt to all that life throws at you. Bruce Lee first noticed this concept by accident or through his own frustration as a martial arts student. Due to his fiery temper or eagerness, Bruce was thrown out of his class by his first teacher. Then one day he was in the Hong Kong Harbor on a boat just rocking by the waves. He was taking all the advice from his teachers to slow down when his frustration reached a peak and in a moment of anger he punched the South China Sea several times with all that he had in him. And now I quote, Suddenly a thought struck him, and he stopped to look down at his wet hand. My father later wrote about this in this essay. Had not this water just illustrated to me the principle of Gung Fu, I struck it, but it did not suffer hurt. Again, I struck it with all my might, yet it was not wounded. Then I tried to grasp a handful of it, but this proved impossible. This water, the softest substance in the world, which could be contained in the smallest jar, only seemed weak. In reality, it could penetrate the hardest substances in the world. And that was it. I wanted to be like the nature of water. He then followed up with a second revelation. Quote, Should not the thoughts and emotions I have when in front of an opponent pass like the reflection of the bird flying over water? This is exactly what Professor Yip, his first teacher, meant by being one whose feelings were not sticky or blocked. Therefore, in order to control myself... I first must accept myself by going with and not against my nature. When reading this part of the book, it became clear to me that we must be nimble in life and fluid like water. But part of making this work is to accept that who we are, work to be and ultimately go through life as our authentic selves, built on the strengths that we have, 
To do this, we have to be present in life, living life, not surviving it, being involved, and learning from the good and the bad. Bruce Lee also states the importance of being pliable, and that is when a man is living. When he is rigid, he is dead, not living. He is surviving life. The author quotes, The truth of the matter is that while, yes, we are involved in the sense that we are alive, as in breathing and doing things, many of us are not fully tapping into our consciousness, our self-awareness, and ultimately our potential. The chapter then presents the question of purpose. The question of what is as important as how you express yourself. The goal is to self-actualize so that you can express yourself to the world. We must work on finding out that. How do we be ourselves? Society teaches us to conform. We forget how to naturally be. We must advocate for our uniqueness. Because if we don't, no one else will. And to do this, we must be like water. Chapter 2. The Empty Cup. And this chapter was very impactful to me. The Empty Cup's concept spoke volumes, in a sense that we are cups. And a cup can only hold so much. There is a limit to what space can be taken up in it. So what is your cup full of today? Is it anger, joy, determination, or passivity? If our cup is full, what new information or skills can reside? The answer is little, as there isn't much room for anything else. And we see it in life all the time. People stuck in their ways. And it goes back to the concept of being pliable or rigid. Living life, being pliable, or surviving life, being rigid. Being open to new ways or to be stuck in a routine of comfort. Bruce Lee was quoted saying, I must give up my desire to force, direct, strangle the world outside of me and within me in order to be completely open, responsible, aware, and alive. This often is called making oneself empty, which does not mean something negative, but means the openness to receive. My takeaway from that part was being in this state of emptying our cup could allow us to make the decisions and choices we need to while at the same time understanding ourselves and what aligns with our values and goals. Our cups need to be free of judgments as they keep us from the new moments in life by placing a value that may or may not be correct of what is in front of us. This judgment that occupies your cup can place thoughts in your head that can lead to unhappiness and condemnation. The author states that letting go of the past and the future is key. Emptying your cup so you can be mindful or present. The primary cause of unhappiness is not really a situation, but your thoughts towards it. We want to continually empty our cup and replace what is inside of it with the things that can help us grow as people. I do truly believe that people can change, but to do so, they have to be willing to empty their cup and be willing to allow the right things to fill it. Sometimes this may be letting go of the past for the sake of the present, and we may struggle to forgive ourselves of our past mistakes. We tell ourselves we did the best we could in that moment. And if that were true, then forgiving ourselves and others would be easy, right? Well, it's not, because deep down we know we could have done better. We were capable. And the people who wronged us, they could have done the same. And what's hard is many times we know we did the wrong thing at that time. Even while we were doing it, we just lacked the courage or conviction to do the right thing. We allowed ourselves to get caught up in the moment, thinking there would be no consequences to our actions. As I have stated before, doing what is right can be very hard. But emptying your cup might be forgiving someone who wronged you so that you can be free and live today. And it might even be forgiving yourself. And there are things that happen to all of us that hit us deep to our core. 
And there are times when it feels like that someone knew all the right spots to wound us, making that hurt so much more and emptying that cup so much more difficult. In reality, though, emptying that cup is a hard concept to practice and a difficult one to implement. As the author states, it's mental kung fu. And it will take practice because no one can be present 24-7. It's okay to get upset and reset. Resetting is replacing and coming to a place of reflection to see what we need to do to empty our cup, seeing what we need to be free from. The author also states, use meditation as a tool for reflection. It will help with emptying your cup. And this takes practice, again, like everything else. In this state of calm, we must work on being physically and mentally still. And Bruce Lee states, quote, who is there that can make muddy waters clear? But if allowed to remain still, it will become clear all of itself. Who is there that can secure a state of absolute repose? Be calm and let time go on and the state of repose will gradually rest. And that's the point. A muddiness inside you won't clear unless we can slow down and reflect on how to be better, to calm ourselves, the repose, to be in a sense of tranquility is the key. We need to allow ourselves to sit and be with what is ever with us that is difficult so we can deal with it. We need to feel it, touch it, be with it, bring it out of the shadows and show it the light of day. This might allow us to see things in a new light, maybe not such a scary one or a shameful one. By being with what causes us fear and hardship, we can build a mental resilience that will give us the strength to move forward in life. Because there will always be something else. By learning to empty our cup of things that don't serve us, we begin to transform our lives. Chapter 3, The Eternal Student. This part of the book puts an emphasis on being an eternal student. Again, not letting what you've learned to be all that you can learn. When Bruce Lee first came to America, he wanted to teach Westerners his love of culture through martial arts. Now, the older generation in San Francisco was not in favor of this. And according to tradition, they would choose a champion to square off against Bruce Lee. If Bruce won, he would be allowed to teach. If he lost the fight, he would have to stop. And as the story goes, Bruce won within a few minutes. And although he was clearly the victor, he was disappointed. After the fight, he realized all of his training didn't really prepare him for as an anything-goes fight. He felt he wasn't as in control as he should have been. And it turns out this was pivotal. His cup had room for something new, and he fully embraced it. The moment taught him that he still had a long way to go to become his best version. To become your best version, you have to have room in your cup. We must be willing to understand our own ignorance. I found this part particularly interesting, as it dives into the concept of watching out for your ego. And if you do a deep dive into your soul, you, if you hear the word should, that is probably your ego talking. And per the author, quote, if your decisions come from a place of should most of the time, then you probably aren't being guided by your true self. Or you can think of it this way. Does that should make you feel alive or muted as a person? If it is the latter, it is the ego. If it's the former, it's you. This can lead to what the author calls the being of really seen. And the author states, quote, I'm not going to lie to you. It takes courage to look at your issues. It requires work to release them. And you may get frustrated at times. You may feel as if you don't know what you are doing or what the next best step is. 
But as you gain skill and practice, you'll learn to develop ways to grow past that which scares you. Bruce Lee explains fear compels us to cling to traditions and gurus because there's a safety in that. But we have to adopt the notion and position position ourselves to have curiosity and be honest with ourselves. Face our fears as we work towards being our authentic selves. Quote from Bruce Lee, when you confront your fears, a miraculous thing happens. They lose power over you, and this allows you to grow. Bruce also states, quote, I am happy because I am growing daily, and honestly, I don't know where my ultimate limit lies. Chapter 4, The Opponent. The focus of this chapter was quite simple, emotional context. Using the right emotions for the right situation in life. If someone needs to be heard, then listen. If a child needs discipline, then discipline them. Don't be their friend. Because life is the ultimate sparring partner. And a good sparring partner will bring out the best in you as they will challenge you to rise to the occasion. And I'm not sure that competition is even the right way to think about it. It's rising to meet the challenge. By doing so, you may or may not beat the sparring partner. But by participating, you will become better than if you haven't. And surprisingly, Bruce Lee didn't believe in competition. As you read the book, he felt it categorized everything and everyone into winners and losers. He felt we were all collaborators and co-creators in life. He felt that in a competition, that observing ourselves is lost because the goal of winning takes precedent over everything. This emotional context gets lost in the inner battle that we can have with ourselves. The author had a great story of someone she knows. When you pay this friend of hers a compliment, he will say, I am just a reflection of you. And that seems so true. How we show up in life really is an inner reflection of who we are inside. If we're having a bad day, we can fake it. But those closest to us will always know. Or people will notice that we've been off. But if you are upbeat and lively internally, it will show in the way you project yourself to others in your life and in your relationships. Most of the time when we are frustrated or angry, rarely does it have anything to do with the moment but what we are with what we are struggling with inside we create our reality by how we choose to act and how we choose to respond to the things outside ourselves and from within ourselves and again sometimes this will require us to be that eternal student and ask questions of ourselves and those we choose to allow in our lives and we can't be afraid of those answers that fear will keep you from your desired outcome By being fearful, you are giving the outcome you don't want more life. The only person standing in the way of what you want is you. And the author is quite clear about that. How will you know what is happening if you don't allow yourself to fully connect and relate? How will you know? Ultimately, and this is a great part of the book and a great quote, ultimately we will suffer because we put that responsibility for our happiness and our peacefulness outside of ourselves. We have to own our shit. The biggest opponent in our life is us, and many times we create those challenges. Bruce Lee states, and I quote, There are no limits. There are only plateaus, and you must not stay there. You must go beyond them, end quote. Chapter 5, The Tools. This chapter starts out with a quote, and I quote, I fear not the man that has practiced 10,000 kicks once. I fear the man that has practiced one kick 10,000 times. No joke. Practice makes perfect or better. The key to getting to this happiness or our authentic self is practice. The author asks, what is your kung fu? 
And she describes Kung Fu as a literal translation of a skill achieved through work and discipline. And to build a skill, you have to practice and chart your progress or your growth. Bruce Lee was notorious for his intense but purposeful workouts. He charted them all. He was training his body and his mind at the same time. And the author states, quote, he was phenomenal because he worked relentlessly to be phenomenal. Really, when you think about it, Bruce Lee was an ordinary person who worked hard and made a choice to be extraordinary. And to be that extraordinary or rise above, you have to be a person of action. You have to be purposeful. And Bruce Lee states this, quote, the first step towards growth is action, end quote. As stated, charge your progress both mentally and physically. For your body, keep tracks of those gains. And for your mind, journal or write out your thoughts. Give them a breath of life so you can see where you are now and where you might need to be going. This practice will allow you to take charge. As Bruce Lee and the author state, quote, I am the means. I am the process. I am the life that will one day come to an end. My life is happening right now, and there's no someday or if then or but when. I am the method of my life. I am the creator of my life. I am the tool for my living. My body, my mind, my spirit are all at my disposal toward whatever I want to do, to believe, to expand upon. End quote. So live your life like it is your life to live. Because it is. And that is owning your shit. Chapter 6, The Obstacle. There will be obstacles in life, no doubt. And the author is clear on that. We know this. But it isn't the obstacle that matters. It's how we get back up. Because there is no shame in being knocked down. Defeat or knocked down is temporary. It tells us that something is wrong with our approach and how to reassess so we can be better. The author states, When there is a new obstacle, sit with it, be with it, cozy up to it, and learn from it. What can you gather to make yourself better? She is quite clear. You have a choice of how to respond to anything in life, that taking responsibility for what life throws at you. It will never feel fair if someone offends you, breaks your heart, or makes you question your worth. The only fairness that you have is the choice of how you want to manage that all. And you can have all the anger in the world. But how you take responsibility for it is the key. Most people experience anger or hurt, but that doesn't make them angry or hurtful people. That reframing is very important. That emptying the cup for something better. Because we will all experience this stuff. But how we handle it is completely up to us. It's okay to be down at times, but pessimism blunts your tools to handle these obstacles. Bruce Lee states in this chapter, quote, Defeat is a state of mind. No one is ever defeated until defeat has been accepted as reality. Defeat simply tells me that something is wrong in my doing. It is a path leading to success and truth, end quote. While reading this chapter, I found it ironic that something is second place feeling as something that can build an insecurity, such as a defeat, can actually be an opportunity. It can allow us not to let these tough times define who we are. It can actually provide the spark we need to take action and own our life. As Bruce Lee states, quote, it's not what happens that counts, it's how you respond, end quote. Chapter 7, The Rainstorm. This was a particularly sad chapter as the author goes into the story of the death of her brother, Brandon Lee, and I was a fan of his, and it was interesting to read her take and what she remembered at that time. 
He died from gunshot injuries on the set of his movie, The Crow, which, by the way, is a great movie of the 90s and a killer soundtrack. She described how she just existed for years, but it was through the writings of her father that she found inspiration and purpose again. She states, rainstorms in life will come. And her father is quoted saying, quote, with adversity, we are shocked into higher levels, much like the rainstorm that is so violent, but yet afterwards, all the plants grow, end quote. Bruce Lee in the book leaves an outline how to de- of how to deal with rainstorms, and it requires the right view, the right purpose, the right speech, the right conduct, the right livelihood, the right effort, the right awareness, and the right meditation. And in the summary of this chapter, I just came to this thought that all things will pass, and so shall the troubled and difficult times in your life, but you can't rush it. You need to be patient with it and go through the rainstorm. The only way through is through, even if it's uncomfortable. And the author states, quote, Come to the realization that you hold a great, creative, and spiritual force in your hand. That force is you and you and yours to direct and to grow and to create. That force is your potential waiting for discovery. It is the light that will lead you out of the darkness, end quote. Chapter 8 the living void. One of my takeaways is the void is all of life and that we must strive to bring nothing into it. No judgments, no biases, or preconceived notions. And that feels like it's almost impossible. Or to think about it this way, can this be a notion of entering the void, being fully present, wise, and responsive in every moment, practicing mindfulness? The book makes it clear the notion in life that we can either choose to react or respond. And a reaction is an unskilled expression, where a response is a highly skilled expression of a trained mind. Think of it more of being either cool under pressure or not. A trained mind is a responsive being that is capable of anything, and that is extremely empowering. But what was my favorite part from this chapter was the idea of personal empowerment. I quoted this in my episode, Being Nice Versus Being Kind. And there's a wonderful passage, and I'm going to quote it again, to quote, to become fully expressive and responsible for all of one's actions and choices is some serious adulting. But if there's one thing I have noticed time and time again, is that no matter the situation, people deeply appreciate it when others are authentic and take responsibility for themselves, especially if they can do so with kindness. And it's not only good for the recipient, It is good for the responsibility of the party as well. Yes, it can be hard and even painful too, but it builds integrity. And having integrity leads to a sense of empowerment and wholeness. Bruce Lee goes on to say, quote, Every circumstance of every man's life is the result of a definite cause. Mode and control are yours. Again, taking responsibility or not, in taking responsibility, you become empowered. End quote. It just felt like from reading this chapter that growing towards your own empowerment is how you truly navigate the void. The goal is to be a responsive being. How being responsive is being empowered. And being empowered allows you to become responsive. And if you have these tools, you will have all you will ever need. Chapter 9, The Way of the Intercepting Fist. And this is where the book starts to wind down. It takes all the lessons which Bruce Lee used to to form the philosophy of Jeet Kune Do, the martial art he created. 
And the parts that stood out to me are the following. Quoting the author, quote, to obtain wholeness and full personal potential, we need to work not from the outside in, but from the inside out. We don't need to spend all of our time making the external stuff of our lives look a certain way so that we can be then joyful and peaceful and powerful. Instead, we should work on being joyful, peaceful, and powerful, and then bring that through in all the things we do, and it will manifest in our lives, end quote. And that is absolutely true. We think so many times that a big job or a house or a car will bring us the things that make us happy. It won't. It will make us just want more to obtain the same effect. We need to do the work on ourselves. We need to invest on our inner workings of our mind and our soul. If we find peace and happiness there, then that will translate to everything around us and everyone. Remember the author stating that her friend would say, I am just a reflection of you? If you are happy with yourself, the reflection will be seen in all around you. Think of this time as you're listening to this, when you are at your best. How was everything around you in your life? And the same is true when you were at your worst. How was everything in your life? And what's amazing is we all have this power within us. Bruce Lee states, quote, when a man comes to the conscious realization of those great spiritual forces within himself and bring, begins to use those forces in life, his progress in the future will be unparalleled. To raise our potential is to live every second refresh, refresh, trust the giving force within, end quote. And he also states as a core of Jeet Kune Do is research your own experience, reject what is useless, accept what is useful, and add what is essentially your own. What I found interesting and empowering about this chapter was the concept that you need to invest in yourself, build yourself, and trust that you know what is best for you because you need to trust that intuition. It is a very powerful energy, and what is amazing is that it lives inside all of us. Chapter 10, my friend, the final chapter of the book. At his core, Bruce Lee was a human being. He didn't see color, race, or indifference. He saw that we are all but one family, and his teachings are of that. His battle against racism was of that. His love of his culture and wanting to share it with the world was of that. He was a unique individual in all that he did, and he was a true warrior. He treated people with kindness and respect. He was certain that intolerance can teach tolerance, that judgments can teach acceptance, war can teach peace, fear to teach love, and shadow to teach light. The author puts an emphasis to take these lessons through the book to come to your own authentic self, an authentic self who is responsive, empowered, and ultimately free, to learn from the setbacks and find those teachable moments, then to pass this along with kindness. Life requires us to be nimble, to become a part of what we are dealing with, to manage what comes at us, to be nimble, not rigid, to be like water. In conclusion, this book came at the most perfect time in my life, when my cup was emptying so that I could hear the deep message that this book provides. It came as a recommendation for one of my favorite media people, and I'm glad I purchased it, read it, read it again, and then this review, which made me read, go over the material and read it again. And honestly, I was sad to be done with this book. There is something so special about reading a great book, and one that you feel speaks directly to you. I could give you tons of quotes from this book and cite so many more parts, but I want you to purchase it, read it, and read it again. 
you will be glad you did. This overview did not do this book the justice it deserves. Gift it to someone, even if that someone is yourself. I have now given you the ABCs of life for covering gifts, and that's anniversaries, birthdays, and Christmases. You're welcome. You know, Bruce Lee was truly one of a kind, and he was ahead of his time. He was thoughtful, energetic, driven, empathetic, and above all, a kind human being. He saw the world in a way few people do, and he didn't accept limitations that were put on him. And it's a shame that the world only had him for 32 years. But man, in 32 years, he became a cultural icon, an author, a founder of a martial art, a philosopher, a husband, and a father, and honestly, probably so many more. He amassed the library over 2,500 books and countless journal entries that gives us so much insight into his thoughts and his feelings. We should be thankful that he wanted to do all that because the world is better for it. He is an example of what a human being can do if they are driven by a purpose, if they strive to be like water. And purpose is an important part of life. When I think of Bruce Lee, I sit in amazement of what purpose can do to a person, how it can drive them. If a person has purpose and can channel that energy, almost nothing can stop them because they are empowered and they own their shit. And maybe that's the key to happiness in life. And if it's not, it certainly can't hurt. I felt this part was a perfect way to end the review. And I quote the author, quote, if you're interested in trying to cultivate your potential, self-actualization, and flow, then there's a part of you that believes in and senses the energy of your spirit, your aliveness that resides within your body and the possibilities it holds for you. There is a part of you that is wanting something more for your life. There is a part of you that dreams a big dream, fully alive and joyous and impactful in a positive way, no matter how much you fear or doubt you have. And personally, I want to send an enormous thank you for Shannon Lee for writing such an amazing, purposeful, and inspiring book. It's one of the few books in my life that I have read multiple times, and I can't wait to revisit it again. Again, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a like button and preferably give it five stars because it does help the channel. And always feel free to email me at lifeisn'tlinearpodcast at gmail.com if there's something you have to say or something you want me to know. Feedback is always welcomed and read. In the description of this episode, I have links for the book, the Bruce Lee Foundation, YouTube videos of his water interview, and one of the best fight scenes from Enter the Dragon. So enjoy.